Hey, what's up fam? I'm so excited to bring another interview to you this week or today I had Jamie Gardiner on the interview who started in 2011, was struggling and not making anything for years and in this interview he shared how he got from struggling to hit 10,000 plus dollar months and he explained he was talking about the three components that he would focus on if he would start an affiliate marketing business with the knowledge that he gained over the course of 10 years online experience so and he shared much much more value bombs so stay tuned and it's gonna be an amazing one you will not regret listening to this interview stay tuned I left my 9 to 5 to build my own million dollar business. The real question is, how will I do it without VC funding or debt you completely from scratch? This podcast is here to give you the answer. Join me and follow along as I learn, apply and share marketing strategies to grow my online business using only affiliate marketing. My name is Pascal Kurz and welcome to Affiliate Marketing Secrets. We are now live. Hey, what's up, fam? On my left here is Jamie Gardiner. He has been online making money for over 10 years now, been going through a lot of struggling, um, not making almost any money for a few years. And now he's still here making money from, from his online business. And now it's a lot more. <laughs> Plus, he is helping other people to hit those 10,000 plus months with online with an online business. So help me welcome Jamie Gardner here. Thank you so much for hopping on this interview with, with me. My pleasure, man. Thanks so much for having me. It's uh, indeed, like you say, it's been a, a, quite a ride. In fact, um, just looking, I don't know why I looked down then, but I was looking to see what the date was. It turns out it's the 4th of January, my time. So, yeah, it's been uh, been 10 years. Uh, as of this year that I've been online. So, um, and and prior to that, I was exposed to the e-commerce industry way back in 1997. One of my family members had uh, set up an e-commerce store. And uh, unfortunately, due to the old COVIDs, it, it's uh, survived 23 years online just due to shipping issues this year. Uh, sorry, late last year, it was decided to uh, to close doors. So 23 years and, and I was, I, like I say, I grew up around the e-commerce business. But um, yeah. thanks so much for having me, man. I really appreciate it and great to be here. And Great to uh, great to chat to everyone as well. Hopefully, yeah, add some insights. <laughs> you will, yeah. I'm I'm hundred percent sure of that. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, so, could you walk us through your journey? How you got, like you said, you got started because the e-commerce. You got into this online space, right? So, how did you find out about affiliate marketing and? When did you make this transition to okay, I will start affiliate marketing or when did you go all in? It's like, I will no more BS. I'm all in now and making those That's big bucks. Really good question, man. So yeah, as I sort of alluded to, um, I as a teenager, I was 17 when my, my mom actually set up an e-commerce store. And bearing in mind, this is 1997 we're talking about, so it shows how old I am, a bit of a dinosaur. <laughs> um, but essentially, she uh, was on... Uh, 
she was a single mum, I guess, to start with. And bearing in mind, there was no WordPress, there was no Shopify, big commerce, WooCommerce, any of that stuff. And so, so she basically had this idea that the internet was going to be this thing that's going to help her get her product that she had developed out to the world. And so somehow she managed to teach herself how to code enough to, to develop a, a pretty in hindsight, not a very pretty looking website, but back in the day, it was you know pretty fantastic looking <laughs> website. And so my, I was exposed to uh, digital marketing, e-commerce, uh, customer service stuff. I used to help her uh, brew the products from time to time as well. And that was kind of my upbringing. And so I, I saw her lifestyle and, and circa uh, 2010, and I was actually working in the financial markets at the time. And, and my job was essentially uh, teaching people about how to trade the financial markets, how to analyze the markets. And I, I was working in derivatives, which is um, just stuff, basically. It was, it was pretty complex, but um, and I really enjoyed it. And it was about teaching people how to, to use our platform and things like that. And so mm -hmm. needless to say, it was pretty stressful. Uh, although the hours weren't necessarily long, I was dealing with people that were making and losing considerable amounts of money online and um, through, their, through their trading and stuff. And so... You'd imagine if someone is making money, they're happy. If they're losing money, they're not happy. And so what they would do is just call up and start abusing us and, and whatnot. So we copped it. it was quite a stressful role in that regard. And, and needless to say, the financial markets are, are so up and down all the time. And so there's always something moving. And I'd survived the global financial crisis in 2009, sort of 2008, 2009. And then uh, things were, were kind of okay. But I was at this point where it wasn't really as fulfilling as I thought it was originally and uh, i got to this point where i'm like I, I looked at my mother's lifestyle and what happened for her was basically she uh would answer an email in the morning and or two whatever however many emails and usually not that many and that would they were usually canned responses for the most part so that part was 20 minutes of work give or take and uh the uh product was developed externally and uh, they would, when an order would come through, the money would arrive in her bank account, yay. And then uh, would an email would get sent to the shipping house and they would ship the product off for her. And at the end of the month, once supplies got low, they would just send an automated email to the manufacturer. They would develop the product, send it over. But, and it was pretty much a hands-off business. So in that time, she was traveling. She was living abroad at different times. She was buying all sorts of toys and just trying stuff and just living an amazing lifestyle. And I kind of looked at, at her lifestyle, thought there's a bit of a disconnect here. Something's wrong. Like here I am, I've decided to take the corporate route and here I am uh, building my building my my career, I guess, in, in finance and whatnot. And uh, which is, was, was my dream. I still love the markets now. And, uh, but here I am, I'm stressed out and she's like chilled out and just got this amazing business. So I thought, I wonder, you know, maybe it's not so silly after all. Maybe, maybe this internet thing isn't actually a fad after all. So, um, I started looking into different options online and, uh, I thought, well, it would be cool to sell a product, but I, I don't have a product. I don't really know anything. I don't want to get into e-commerce because it looks complex. And then I discovered affiliate marketing and I think it was actually under her guidance, if I'm not mistaken, she said, why don't you try affiliate marketing? You don't need to have your own product. Um, gave me a couple of resources to check out. And um, yeah, so I started and, and my my goal at that time, because my, my main function of my job was essentially teaching people about the financial markets, uh, risk management, how to trade, how to analyze charts and financial data, things like that. And so I thought, cool, if I can just bring that online, I'll just start writing articles about that. So I set up, I don't know why I did this, but I set up five uh, websites for some weird reason. 
had no experience so that process in itself took freaking ages like i think i don't think i'd actually done much for about the first six months I was just learning and trying to work out what hosting was etc and um yeah i put them up and and they made uh zilch made zero money and um eventually they did make a couple of cents so they had not exactly what i would call profitable but uh, it was an interesting experience i have i have most of them still um and i wrote on them for uh, i was pretty consistent for a while there but um i also didn't know what i was doing and they were they were duplicated content that i had picked up i bought a, a website not knowing it was duplicated content on google that was never going to rank even at the, my wildest dreams and so it just did nothing basically and um so that was that was my foray into into affiliate marketing and then over the over the years i i tried a bunch of stuff i thought okay well maybe blogging is not the way to go for me i wonder what else is out there I tried cpa marketing ran uh, ads across a, a myriad of networks trying to get cpa um, offers to work i did make some money on on those as well thankfully and then uh, i discovered well i didn't discover e-commerce i basically reverted back to e-commerce because i thought well hang on mom's selling stuff maybe i can just sell a, a physical product and so then I started building e-commerce stores and of all things, I ended up selling jewelry. Um, I have zero clue about jewelry. The only thing I know is I've got a wedding ring. That's about it. But um, I have zero clue. I don't know what fashion is, to be honest. And so I don't know why that was what I decided to do. But I think I just saw an, an ad or something. And here I was selling stuff online again. And I, I was actually successful with that to a certain degree. I don't, it wasn't like a full-time income, but I did okay. Um, and ended up selling that particular store. I started another one and one more after that. Both of those kind of did okay, but nothing really transpired with them. So um, I, I just realized how long the story is. Gosh, it's just really <laughs> dancing down things after a while. But um, so then the, the the shortened version of the story is I transitioned from running ads for my e-commerce stores to eventually I started running ads for small business. And that allowed me to leave the workforce, which I did in 2017. I went full time as, uh, as an ad consultant slash agency. And I very quickly found that I never actually wanted to build my own agency. And so I found um, I was able to, to white label on behalf of, of other agencies. And so that's what I did. And so that was great. It got me out of the workforce. I built that up to six figures and you know life was good again. The problem, however, was that um, uh, I, I was, I'd given myself a job basically. And so I accepted I had multiple employers that were the, uh, the agencies I was white labeling to. And um, yeah, that wasn't very fulfilling. And so bearing in mind, I was still doing a bit of the affiliate stuff in the background. I decided, uh, started 2019, I'm gonna just go absolutely bananas and, and just focus on the affiliate marketing stuff and see what I can build up. And I started making commissions, started becoming quite regular with my commissions as well. But I was always capping out. I was always just, a, it just kept capping out. It was just really frustrating. And, and so I'd have a good month, and I'd have a horrendous month, and I'd have a no month. And so that cycle continued for a little while. And then I met my mentor um, 2019. And then it wasn't, I kind of ignored his advice for a long time. Uh, and it wasn't until sort of like October-ish 2019 that I, I, I sort of just, everything just kind of like literally the penny just dropped for me. And I thought, wow, okay, I, I get this. And I had my first thousand dollar day within um, seven days of, of implementing what I'd been taught. Uh, I had my next one the next day, first ten thousand dollar month. And needless to say, it's kind of blown up a little bit since then. But <laughs> um, yeah, that, that's kind of where it's at. And then from there, uh, I guess the, the the kind of realization I had was that I, I've built up so much skill and so many experiences, and I've done so much stuff. And I don't say that out of a, from a place of ego. It's really just I realized that 
hang on, if it's taken me a decade, it took me seven years to actually start getting some success online. Mm-hmm. And, you know, here I am uh, like uh, 10 years after I started and I'm finally, oh, my God, I get it. Now that everything makes sense. But what I realized is that all these years I've actually been building up all these skills and these um, attributes and things that I knew could obviously benefit my own business, but then clearly benefit other people's businesses as well. And so, um, yeah, basically that's that's kind of, I guess, due, due to my, my mentor being a good person, he, he said, hey, do you want to collaborate? I've got this idea about what I want to do. And this is ha- uh, the issues I see in the affiliate marketing. This is what I want to build. Love, love to collaborate. And so we we joined, uh, joined together. I sort of just held on to this coattails and then um, built what is now Super Affiliate Accelerator. So it's kind of the abbreviated version. I, I left out all the sob stories about the heartaches and the marriage or not marriage breakups the, the relationship breakups along the way and i went bankrupt 215 at 2015 as well so there's a few few setbacks along the way to put it mildly <laughs> so anyway that's that's a long rant there you go <laughs> that's a really really powerful story to see like you kept at it for over 10 years you build up your skills because and you didn't give up right so many people would have said okay so two years i've been doing this now I'm out. It doesn't yeah. work, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm either. I'm either stupid or stubborn. One or the other. Maybe a little <laughs> bit of both, actually, to be honest. But um, the the way that I've, I've framed it, and the way that I always think about it, is don't get me wrong. Like this is, you know, I'm I'm in a good mood now. But I was, it's not always this way. Like if if yeah. I've had setbacks, then you know I'm like having a big tantrum, really. And it's I think that's human nature. And so it's this thing, and I think when you when you say things like that, like "Oh my God, you've been doing this for ten years," like yeah, like that is actually that's quite a long time. I'm either like yes. I said, I'm either really dumb or like really you know stubborn or stupid, one or the other. Um, and I think for me, the the way that I've always viewed it is that <clears throat> I knew that if I kept knocking on the door, the door will eventually open. And yeah. I was determined to make that work. I, I made, I could see the lifestyle that others were living, specifically my family, my, my mother. And I thought, oh, Jesus, this is, this is all right. Like, if you can do it, I'm pretty sure I could do it. Um, and so she inspired me, to, to be honest. And so that, mm-hmm. that it has been my inspiration because I thought that and between the, the, the kind of pain threshold of having to go to work and having to um, – answer to a boss and, and all the workplace politics that tend to come up good, bad, and otherwise, like I just, it's not, it's never where I wanted to be. Um, and so that was always my driver. It's just that the, the discomfort of my, my own existence was enough to propel me forward to keep going no matter what. So anyway, yeah. I made it. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I haven't made it per se. I've still got a lot of, a lot of things that I'd love to achieve, but yeah, it's certainly a lot easier now than it was, you know, five years ago or whatever. <laughs> no more corporate. <laughs> No, I can't, can't imagine going back, actually. And I mean that respect. If any of my bosses, my former bosses, end up seeing this, I apologize. You guys are awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I won't, give, won't go back to corporate. <laughs> there's, be, there's a better world out there. <laughs> True, yeah. I've discovered the same for me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. There you go. <laughs> um, so you, you mentioned that you had this cap in your affiliate marketing journey that you were like, okay, I can get above this and I had zero days and I had in between days. So what do you think? Why did it like, what was the one thing you changed that made you go skyrocket your income and go past this 
barrier you had earlier? Yeah, good question, man. So th there's a couple of factors and um, I've since learned quite significantly about what, what these things are, but yeah. um, there's something called um, entropy and yeah. negentropy. And negentropy is this idea that it, it's about simplification of things. And so the advice that I was given uh, back in sort of March, April-ish 2019 was, hey, you're doing too much stuff. Like you're trying to do like all this stuff every day. You're, you're still dealing with clients and you're trying to send multiple emails per day and chatbots and you're running ads on this other platform and you're doing that and you're doing that. And then you've got your Facebook group and then you're trying to do stuff on your profile and Instagram and stuff. Like what is the one thing that you can do and what's the lever that you can pull that's going to spit money out on the other side? Um, and it was not a question I could answer because I was like, I think just everything, like if I just do like four videos a day and I do one on YouTube and I do the stuff and I just keep doing the thing, then maybe some money will come out the other side. So I think maybe. Um, and so it was really just simplification. So I went from doing like 11 different things every single day <clears throat> to essentially just doing like three or four. Uh, and, and it sounds really kind of funny when I actually articulate it, but the reality was that the human mind's not not designed. In fact, there's going to be people that are going to argue with me on this one. And, and okay, I'll, I'll rephrase it and say, not everyone, like me, can <laughs> concentrate on a bunch of th different things. I, I don't think most of us are good at that. I think there's outliers yeah. to every situation. But me, I'm, I'm, I'm a suck at it. And so I, I drop all the balls if I'm trying to concentrate on too many, trying to juggle too many, I think. But anyway, so now I was, I was able to break that down to just a couple of processes. Um, and the, the big thing without without a doubt in my mind, and this is something that is, it's not one of the sexy topics that people want to talk about because everyone thinks, oh, well, one, there must be some crazy funnel that this guy has, that that's the difference. But it's all mindset, man. Honestly, that that is the big thing. I, I managed to get out of my own way <laughs> and I let go of my my ego, not that I, I was really conceited or anything, but I just let go of that and, and just accepted help. Um, I simplified my business. Like I say, it's really just four steps now. It's creating content. Um, I, I'm focused on Facebook organic for the most part, although I am running ads and whatnot now, but reaching out to people, connecting people with people, making offers. And that's that's quite simply as, as far as it goes, delivering uh, value to my audience. Um, and that, that was the big thing. And so, like I say, once I concentrated on that and then just having that process of going, like the, this is the thing I do here that gets this person intrigued over here that gets them to pull their credit card and do the thing over here. And this is how I can actually serve them and and not just like, yay, I've sold something to someone. It's like, cool, how can I actually help my audience out? And so those big things and especially the mindset, that, that was the huge thing for me. I just, I had a, I had a sort of an, um, uh, yeah, a, a bit of a, an event, I guess you'd say. And, and it just kind of made me realize that okay i can do this this is awesome and and like i say everything all my corporate world which i've been in sales for years and years and years i sold millions of dollars offline for some reason i hadn't thought of just bringing that online and yeah. so once i did and i had a few of these shifts that just yeah everything just went ah, ha, 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 i got this <laughs> um yeah and i realized that i actually had a bunch of skills i could help a bunch of people out and stuff like that and so um yeah it just it's sort of grown from there type thing Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Mindset is such a huge thing. And like you said, people don't want to talk about it. I think it's some kind of woo woo stuff. Yeah. And um, you, you mentioned an, an event that triggered you to have this aha, now I got it. Or could you walk us through this event or? 
Yeah, maybe maybe it was the wrong choice of words. Now that I now that I actually have to uh, come out and say it publicly, it feels a little bit bit different. But basically, to give you an idea, I, I'd come off the back of a bankruptcy in 2015, and so you can imagine that as someone in his mid 30s, uh, you're meant to have your shit together, right? Like you're meant to have the house, and you know all your friends are like getting married, having kids, and smashing out yeah. all their you know this beautiful kind of life and great careers and stuff. And here I am, just an absolute mess. Um, I, I have a wife, thankfully, you know, someone that actually likes me, which is kind of cool. But like, I, I like all the rest of it, all my finances were always, I was always struggling and my mindset was not tuned into like just the abundance. I know it sounds really like kind of woo woo, a bit esoteric, but what happened for me was I, I got to this point of, and I was just so sick of the struggle. And so the, there was a time when I basically, I saw this video from Tony Robbins and it was him on a plane and he was discussing a, a story that he had gone through, which was basically when he was like 24, he had, I think 17 or 24 bucks in his account or his, his wallet. He gave most of it away to, to some kid who was trying to take his mum out for lunch or something. And so, but he felt really alive by that experience. And it was just, even though he had no money and bills due and he was like stressing out, he realized that it was the fulfillment and the understanding of when you freely give like that and, and you do it not because, oh, well, shit, Jamie said on the interview that I should give money away, so I'm going to give money away and hope it comes back. Or <laughs> Tony Robbins told me to do it, so I'm going to give all my money away. Nothing like that. When you when you do it from a place of authenticity within your heart, and I'm not, I'm sorry to sound a woo-woo here, but it, it, it do, does something. It, it shows the universe or whatever you want to call it that there's always going to be enough. Uh, and, and for most of us living in, in the first world, we, we do have enough. Like it, it's, you know, we've got a roof over our head. We're communicating on this amazing devices, plural. Um, you know, we're probably well fed for the most part, things like that. So anyway, um, I took that to heart. And, and so I thought this is pretty damn cool. I like that. Um, and I've also been doing some neuro linguistic programming as well, which is something, uh, again, Tony talks about from time to time. It's really just anchoring, certain emotions certain feelings and in, in unique touch points and, and uh, verbalization and so basically the next day uh, after i watched this video i took my wife out for a very romantic lunch at uh, kentucky fried chicken and um, <laughs> don't say i'm not good to you honey if you ever watch this interview um actually she's over the other side of the room looking very angry at me as it transpires but um no she's she's fine I'll, I'll deal with the consequences after this um and so i took her out for like i say a very romantic meal because that's how i roll in the very romantic dude. um but to, to paint a picture of that I, I was at the stage where because i was transitioning my business i had let go of so many of my clients i also had some financial issues again because the client that i was getting 90 percent of my income from had financial issues themselves mm. they owed google a bunch of money and so they were unable to pay me and so i went from uh, end of 2018 to expecting a huge payout and got nothing. And that was just very, you know, depressing. And so um, anyway, I had about 80 bucks in my account. And so I took my wife out and normally in that situation, I'd be like checking my phone every three minutes and like trying to do mental calculations. If there's any direct debits that are meant to be coming out of my account and oh, can I, can't I? And bearing in mind, cause I went bankrupt, I don't have credit cards. So I was like, oh, do I have the money? But this time it was completely different. I just went, I don't care like this let's, let's just go out and and have a good time and and let the chips fall where, where they may and so we went out we had a great time we took her to a movie and we just enjoyed the process of being there and just being in in the presence i think more than anything 
and I just felt I felt wonderful, felt really, really good. And just to do something normal, and it wasn't clearly wasn't the most super romantic thing I've ever done, um, <laughs> but it was just that point of illustrating like it's okay. I trust that things are going to work out. And so um, within 24 hours, I had my first thousand dollar day online. And so from that moment, I was just like, Oh shit. Yeah. I got this. And um, yeah, it, it just like, it opened up this whole doorway for me. Cause I just realized that when you can tap into that and, and you really, really trust that you will be looked after and that you always have been looked after. Um, and again, not trying to sound too esoteric and whatnot here, but um it just means that when you can freely let go of that and have no attachment to to things and outcomes and whatnot then just amazing stuff happens and so that that was the the kind of epiphany that i had um and it's something that i've had to remind myself of uh on on occasion as well because we all go through different times especially as an entrepreneur it's, it's so much mm. different than you know, it's not like a job when you rock up and you get paid your however much per hour or your salary or whatever and you're like yeah you know it's knockoff time it's 5 p.m i better go grab a beer now it's <laughs> time it's different when you're an entrepreneur and so you you have huge months and you're like wow i'm you know oh my god i'm you know gonna go to the casino and blow all my cash <laughs> and that's great and then the next month you, you know you're living off two minute noodles and so to to deal with that psychologically it can be quite hard so you need to keep reminding yourself that you know there is stuff out there is opportunities and you know whatever and so um it's only i think after you've been doing it for a little while that you you kind of steel yourself a little bit towards um towards those uh inherent downfalls that will tend to happen from time to time so yeah anyway that that was that was the major event and um coupled with yeah a bit of nlp and yeah there we go haven't looked yeah. back it's really like thank you so much for sharing this because um people really need to start thinking the same way there's abundance like everywhere so many people if if somebody doesn't buy from you it's okay there's mm. so many other people right <laughs> yeah yeah and this is a, a huge lesson and something that i have to remind my students of uh, and and it's probably a timely reminder for myself every time I have to, to say this. It's like, you know, you, what, what tends to happen for a lot of people is when when you're in a sales environment and forget what you're selling, like I'm, obviously I'm talking about affiliate products here, but yeah. it, it doesn't really matter. The, the, there's something that we refer to. It's like having alpha and beta. And so the, the alpha is, is someone who's in control. They're relaxed, they're calm, they're guiding the conversation, guiding the process. And the beta is, is the opposite. It's basically, you know, you kind of like, you know, you're wishing and hoping all, you know, and the, the character that I always think of is Gil from the Simpsons, if you've ever seen that. And he's like, oh, Gil needs to make a sale. And so a lot of people tend to, to focus on the, the lack and they start falling in love with a prospect and falling in love with a lead. And they're like, oh, gosh, you know, this person said they're going to get back to me. Oh, gosh. And so what, you, what they're effectively doing is pouring this, like, tons of their own energy uh, into something that may or may not come to fruition when in reality if you just to like snap that off and, and protect your own energy and I, again i don't want to sound too woo woo here but you protect your own energy you're like okay cool or right. no matter how good i ever become at sales i can't control what someone else is going to do there's going to be thousands of different reasons why they do or do do not do stuff i can i can guide them from a place of authenticity but i can't control them and once you realize that once you understand that and you protect your energy by not like chasing you know and hoping and dreaming that they're going to buy what it allows you to do is go oh shit 
there's probably a few other people I can speak to, I guess. Yeah, why not? <laughs> um, let's go find someone else. Um, and the, the thing that I always I, I, I mention to a lot of my students is that, you know, I, I do a lot of Facebook organic, but forget Facebook. Like, look at any of the platforms out there. There's, there's like hundreds and hundreds of millions of people on these things. Facebook is, is 1.78 billion uh, daily users uh, last time I checked. Um, to, to give some reference, 15 million people in the United States alone, if you're looking under uh, Facebook's audience insights and, and their ads manager, 15 million people in the States are interested in affiliate marketing. And so what that tells me is that, you know, we can have up to 5,000 friends on our profile. Um, it, it shouldn't be that hard to, to go and find someone else that might be interested in, in what you're, you've got there, as long as you're not kind of weird about it. So um, yeah, that's that would be my big thing. <laughs> yes, <laughs> no more hoping, no more. Yeah. Fingers crossing. Just um, let it go. You can't yeah. control them. Detach and you'll feel the better results. for the process as well. Like that's the thing. You, you feel way better for just going, eh, I, you know, I, like and having having that genuine thing of like, I'd, it'd be cool to just meet someone. I wonder if I can help someone else out. Um, and if they buy, sweet, who cares? Like amazing. But, you know, if they don't, then whatever. Like you can't control that. And being completely cool with that that whole idea, it's just, it, it's actually very freeing. Uh, means you can serve your audience a lot better as well. Very true, yeah. So do you have like some kind of, I don't know, things you do to remind yourself of this or any tips for yeah. people who are struggling with this? Yeah, so if you ever find yourself frustrated, just go out and like have a massive tantrum. Like it works every time. That's my, my number one advice. No, don't do that. It was terrible advice. Um, that was a joke, guys. Don't no tantrums. Like we're not children here. Um, so my wife keeps telling me at least. Anyway, um, anyway, um, yeah. Sorry, what was the question? Any advice for any advice for people who are struggling with um, that? They're too focused on making the sale rather than getting yeah helping yeah, yeah. people. So, all right, I'll try and be serious for a moment here. So. Focus on the process and, and focus on and, and going back to, and I, I'm probably not the best barometer, to be honest, because, you know, 10 years, who wants to do that for 10 years? I'm, like I say, I'm probably more stubborn and just like, you know, a bit fruit loopy sometimes, but it, does, it doesn't need to take that long. But I think what people fail to put into context is the, the sheer level of opportunity that's out there is just mind boggling. Like, like I say, 1.78 billion people on Facebook alone, but, but forget that, like, look at, look at the way that our whole society is framed. Um, and it's like, you know, go to school, work hard, get good grades. So you can go to university or college, whatever you want to call it. So you can spend 40 grand a year or whatever the thing I've, I don't know, I never went to uni myself. So you can go and get your education and then you can hopefully get a job that pays you 40 grand a year. And then maybe after 15 years, you might be able to earn six figures, you know, maybe or, or whatever. Um, and that's a good career. Good for you. Um, and so if this is, but this is ingrained into us so heavily and I'm not saying that that is wrong. I'm not saying that, that, that is not an amazing pathway for a lot of people to follow. It, it might be someone's dream to go do that and, and kudos to them. However, when people are approaching things like entrepreneurial pursuits, affiliate marketing, digital, whatever it is, what people fail to recognize and fail to remember is that a doctor can't become a surgeon for like 11 years. They have to go through uh, med school and they have to go through uh, whatever else it is and then specialization and blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, they can't actually go and, on, and do that for, for so many years. And so when people are 
doing this for like five months, three months, two months, two years. And they're like, oh, you know, nothing's happening. I'm like, really? Not really two years? Like, okay, okay, yeah, cool. Um, you know, try try 10 and then, you know, come back and, and see how you feel. But I, I think it's just having that thing of like just remembering that this is a pathway and to try not to put so much pressure on yourself to actually produce an outcome because maybe an outcome for you is just a mindset shift. Maybe an outcome is, holy crap, I just learned all this stuff about marketing that I, I had no idea about. And look at how amazing that in itself is. And look at how when you take this conversation to the offline world, you now have an understanding of marketing concepts that most people will never understand at all. And they won't be able to see certain things. You'll be like, oh, yeah, that's that's some pretty good ad copy. <gasps> what? How did, I didn't even know what that was 10 weeks ago. Yeah. It's amazing. Like, great. Um, and just keep keep patience like, and, and just let go of outcomes. Like you can't, like I say, you can't control people. You can't control what, what people do. And trying to do so is just an exercise in frustration. So what you can control um, is yourself and your reaction to things and how you perceive things, how you perceive yourself. And again, I'm not trying to ex like try to say that that's always easy. I, I get you know we all have our, our stuff that happens in life and whatnot. Um, but but those are the things that you can control. And and ironically, uh, if you're able to control your emotional state and your emotional reactions to things or lack thereof, then, then ironically, that's when usually really good stuff just starts happening because you, you're, you're giving off this really chilled out, really calm energy and people resonate with that. And, and the byproduct of that is that you then feel more free to continue being who you are can continue doing what you're doing in the fashion that suits you because people start you realize that oh, actually it doesn't matter like i don't have to try and be someone i'm not i can just be however the heck i am and and some people are going to love it some people are, are not going to love that and that's yeah. completely cool um and so yeah that was just a very long-winded answer but yeah stay stay focused don't give up which i know these are so cliche i know i, I get that um but just look at look at it in the context that it is um it is building a business that can feed you for life yeah. how many years of your life you prepared to to sacrifice to learn those skills to build that business to never have to go back to a, a workplace again to derive whatever income you choose that's it very very good answer i i really like how you um put together the the workplace like the mindset and from there to the entrepreneur mindset because it's like night and day, right? Yeah. And people are studying for 10 years to become a, a doctor or a surgeon or whatever, but they are not a, like not willing to be in, in this affiliate marketing for one year to learn the skill to that pays them for life. It's like, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. And, and don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not trying to, sell the idea that it's always easy either like it, it I, i get it like but it, it is it is a mindset thing yeah. um and and it comes back to your desire like how bad is life really and what happens for most of us is that we get stuck in this thing of it's what i call uh <clears throat> comfortably uncomfortable and it's this whole idea that we we're uncomfortable we don't really like our jobs we don't really like the level of income that we're at We don't really even like our house. Sometimes some of us don't even like our spouse, etc. Um, but we don't hate it. It's not that uncomfortable that it's going to propel us to move forward. And that's where 
people uh, they, they often buy into this dream of like oh laptop lifestyle laptop millionaire um forgetting that there is all these sacrifices there is 10 years of, of like doing this stuff behind the scenes is like you know and that that's the thing i think people kind of underestimate that so that a lot of the time they they say consciously that they really want this stuff but they're not really willing to sacrifice all that stuff and i'm not saying that you have to follow my path like please don't follow my pathway there's an easier way it's just you know it's just go straight at it don't go don't go the way i did it's crazy but um yeah that, that's the that's the thing i think people um kind of buy into that and, and they consciously yeah. think of the end goal but then like i say that there's that level of comfort where they're not super super uncomfortable um, enough to propel them forward a lot of the time yeah that totally makes sense i really like it comfortably uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> that's really good yeah people hate the, don't hate their life that much that they are gonna change or do something for a year or 10 years to change their life yeah and that's yeah so um you've been talking about like with your experience in marketing uh ad copywriting and stuff like this um could you give us like let's say the top three marketing principles that apply to whatever platform or copy or whatever what are your top three marketing principles that you could share with us i don't know if these are principles so much but i think when what tends to happen for a lot of people entering this this i was going to say wilderness then that the affiliate marketing wilderness that's what i'm going to call it from <laughs> now on but they they get they get attracted by the the big screenshots and they get attracted by the sales pages that promise them easy riches and you know you get mm. the done for you thing and you just press like 75 buttons in a very specific sequence and money pops out the other side um so the the principles that i tell people to focus on they're not really principles that more like fundamentals which is spend the time as, as sucky as it may be to learn how to use your words to sell stuff it, it, it is unbelievably powerful to know that you can write something that is going to garner the attention of people get them to read through a story and take an action it is so powerful but no no one not many people really want to put in the effort to do that because it's not fun i don't i don't love writing but um I actually know that's a lie. I do enjoy the writing, but I didn't love the process of learning to write, I must say. So that's a big thing, learning how to sell and communicate. Um, these are fundamental things that are never going to change. Um, learning how to market, whether it's yourself by building a personal brand or learning how to market a website or wh whatever the case may be, or another brand or a business and stuff like that. Learning those fundamental things, that's going to going to end up being the the key things, the key drivers moving forward, not the fancy done for you funnel that, you know, is going to become saturated in 75 minutes or whatever. Like it's, yeah, those are the things. Um, in terms of, I guess, something a little bit more practical um, in terms of writing copy, I, I often refer to the framework of just uh, ADA, which is attention, interest, decision, action. And that's basically something that I, I think I kind of have always done um maybe subconsciously i think which is just you know you write a big bold headline that gains the attention of people you kind of um categorize it and, and put it in a, a framework that actually gets them interested in it and then you can bridge into like a, a story and then you have like you know they they're at the process of making that decision of whether or not they're going to do the action and then eventually you know call to action at the bottom type thing and so i try to have that framework 
Um, and then there's, you know, story pitch framework, which is, you know, again, headline, you got the, the crux of your story, which then entangles that person into, into a story. Um, and then, you know, definitely call to action at the bottom, things like that. So learning those, those key things, those are the, the things I think are, are always going to be there. They're never going to change because it, it, it all it derives from human psychology and, and that hasn't changed for thousands of years, really. So, you know, it's not going to change a bunch into the future, I wouldn't imagine. So, well, not at least not in our lifetime, um, I would say anyway. So those are the things I tell people to focus on, really. Yeah, re really good frameworks you can stick to for your content and ads. Yeah. yeah. Um, my question is people, like a lot of people, they don't know how to get attention, right? So this would be the first of the ADA formula. So What's your take on this? How, how do you get attention of people? Is there anything like, do you use um, benefits, curiosity in your headline or stuff like this? Or how do you go at it? Yeah, from, from that perspective, I think the best one I've ever written, um, I, I wrote a post trying to sell something in my group, uh, Builder All it was actually back in the day. And so um, the, the headline was... Uh, don't read this if you hate extreme value or something, or read this only if you don't hate extreme value, or this isn't for people that hate extreme value or something like that. And so that that in itself, like it's, a, it's an oxymoronic um, question uh, or oxymoronic statement because everyone, lo like who doesn't love, you have to be a, a moron, not an oxymoron, <laughs> if, you if you didn't love extreme value, right? And so of course it, 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 like, it, it almost like attacks, attacks people's ego in a way. It's like, but I love extreme value. How dare you? <laughs> You know, attack my core belief about loving extreme value. What is this? Oh, it's the thing. Okay, that's pretty cool. Okay, um, and so I, I use things like that. I try to to use um, uh, what's the word like when going against the counter counter belief system type things. Those, those tend to work really well. So um, if the common belief and the common conceptions around whatever it is uh, are one way, and you're going counterintuitive, there you go. That's what I was word I was looking yeah. for. If you're, you say counterintuitive statements, then it, that gets attention as well. Um, and then the one that I always love is how to yay without boo. This is a Frank Kern thing, how to yay without boo. And that basically means how to, uh, and, and I'll frame it a different way, which is how to uh, achieve your biggest benefit or biggest goal without um, biggest objection or biggest hurdle, basically. And then if you want to get real fancy, you can go without blah, 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 in time frame um and short time frame and so that way it, it frames it in, in people's minds this is more for sales leaders things like that mm -hmm. um but but and frames it frames it in people's minds of like how to get whatever my heart's desire without whatever the limiting thought patterns that i had before about it were oh my god that's amazing in you know three minutes a day i have i can spare three minutes a day it's amazing i'm going to read the rest of it and buy it um so that, that's another format that works really well so um yeah that's perfect a, yeah there's a bunch of them out there as well yeah x x ways to y that's another one which is um you know three ways to skin a cat i don't know <laughs> <laughs> whatever three ways to boil a joke i don't know in three minutes but i don't know <laughs> i don't know where that came from anyway oh uh, thank you so much for sharing um because like like as i said so many people are struggling with this and when they have something like kind of like a framework they can go at it and 
have some actionable things to do and, and test out. Yeah. So, um, I was going to say on that, that one, um, it, it does help to have like a, a kind of a template. Um, but what you ideally really want to do, like I say, is, is take the time to learn the, the psychology behind why these things work because that in itself and, it, and sometimes for me i find it hard to sort of articulate but i you know if i'm writing it down i'll probably be able to smash something out but um the reason i say that is because if you are able to speak to people's subconscious through your words and, and it allows you to sell anything it's, it's pretty pretty damn cool so instead of like just looking for that shortcut um framework then i would say spend the time even if it's not fun because that skill of like learning how to speak to the top five percent of your audience that has the financial resources to invest in your product for example it's going to be more valuable than just taking a, a, a framed a, a template that someone's built for you type thing and going bang i'm going to put that out there because it won't be your words either that's the other thing um so anyway that's a little side note really good yeah really good that you added this um thank you and i i have one last question before we wrap it up um so with the knowledge you have now um when you would start your affiliate marketing business like from scratch how would you go at it um three or five steps you would do to go skyrocketing your business again very good question very good question um so if you look at anything that happens online like literally anything it, it comes down to three components only and and these three components are having an offer so a product or service or coaching or whatever it is that you believe in i think that's the, that's the huge caveat on that one you got to believe if you don't believe that the product can actually help people um then there's going to be an incongruence in the way that you promote it and the way that you sell it and it's not going to come from a place of authenticity within who you are um, part of your core beliefs right so um an offer you also need a way to convert that offer and what tends to happen for most people and this is something I, I talk to my students a lot about is when you jump online and you're like hey i need to make some money online this is pretty cool and you get bombarded with all this information oh you could set up a youtube channel you can jump into cpa marketing right on kindle and fba and e-commerce and shopify and and you know all these other things and agency model and stuff like that and people are like oh my god this is freaking mental <laughs> And so there's all these common misbeliefs, uh, misconceptions about, oh, you need a funnel and you need email marketing and you need to run some ads and sell ads and blah, blah, blah. And the problem is for most newbies is if you've got to learn an autoresponder and what that is and the software and how to set that up and how to write your emails and stuff like that, that that's a pretty big learning curve right there. But then you've also got to learn what a, uh, a funnel is. Well, I thought we we're talking websites. What's a funnel? Okay, well, now I know what a funnel is. Oh, now I've got to learn what the funnel software is. Okay, cool. Why is it converting? I've got to learn that. Okay, then you've got to glue everything together and then you've got to find traffic. And so that's where most people go wrong is that they, they, they're trying to get something that has so many moving parts when they're first starting. And it's just, it's so hard to try and work out what part of that isn't working and isn't why it isn't spitting out money on the other side. If as a newbie, and of course you evolve into that the, the further down this pathway you go. So again, there needs to be a method of conversion there. The way that I prefer and the way that I think is easiest for pretty much everyone on earth is just to have conversations with people. So I would do a one-to-one. -one. I wouldn't bother with a one-to-many to start with mm. um, because I think that 
it, like I say, for those reasons, I think that your learning curve, you, you better, like I say, you're better going for the, the, the negentropic uh, approach, which is something, you know, only a few moving parts. And then on the other side of that, you also need to have an audience. Now, having an audience is, is really super powerful, especially if you've got a personal brand. So to answer your question, I would build a personal brand. I would, um, I would, I would find a platform and I would stick with that one platform until I get some traction. You can then deviate into other platforms by all means, but I would learn to build a personal brand because you have, if you're able to provide value to your audience and you're able to build a relationship with your audience, you have so much equity. It is unbelievable. And to give you a bit of an example, real life case study, um, when the super affiliate accelerator kicked off back in November, 2019, it was officially rolled out sort of, I think more like February, I think, uh, 2020, man, that sounds weird to say that's a year ago. My God. Crazy. <laughs> um, but, but when that was originally rolled out, it, it was sold off nothing, absolutely nothing. There was no case studies. There was no student results. There was no testimonials. There was no, um, material people could look over. There's no marketing things. We didn't have a funnel. There was absolutely nothing. They just, all we had was an idea and, and a really strong belief that what we were going to produce was going to work and get results for people. And so off the basis of that, we ended up selling like 30 or 40 beta spots, um, you know, off nothing. And, and that was based off purely based off the equity that we had within our personal brands. And that, that in itself was really powerful. So, those are the three things you need an offer. Um, so go find one. And my, my big thing, this is a huge thing for people. And I'm going to crap on about this for ages because I think it's super important. People understand this because they, they don't think of the mathematics behind this. Um, and I used to work in finance, so I should know. Okay. No, just kidding. I'm so bad at math. It's ridiculous. Anyway, <laughs> did I just say that out loud? Um, anyway, <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Um, so here's the thing. If you, what, what tends to happen with most people that enter this industry is they go, oh, well, I don't have experience. So I'm just going to start with low ticket items and like I'm, I'm new to it. So it doesn't feel right if I go to a high ticket and stuff like that. So I'm just going to stick with these little low ticket offers and just try and make something work. And that is usually based on people's self-belief because they don't believe that they are ready for it. And I can assure you, and I, I, this comes from clearly many years of personal experience is that there is actually, and I know it's so cliche, but there's actually no difference when you're doing high ticket versus low ticket. That, that's, you know, you, you are doing the same work. You might as well get remunerated. The other thing is from a mathematical basis, if for example, you're, you're targeting 10 grand per month, which by the way, if you've got a pathway to follow and it is something that you believe in, you're something that you can stick with and you're not just going to give it three minutes and give up, 10K per month is super doable. And, and if you look at it mathematically, if you're selling something, you're making a $1,000 commission, that's only 10 people you need to find each and every month. So to, to put something, some context into that and, and this kind of argument here, um, most people will, will aim to go to this, the lower ticket stuff thinking, oh, but I want passive income. I want recurring. I want re recurring income. And so uh, let's just say that there's a piece of software out there and it's called like Slick slick crunnels slick funnels something like that <laughs> and um pays 40 percent off 97 bucks per month which is 38 dollars 30 whatever it is 38 dollars 20 or whatever and so the, the thing is that the lifetime customer value of that person that stays that signs up under you most of the time most people aren't going to stay for very long it's like three to five months maybe a year some and there's outliers to every situation i get that but if you look at it mathematically, that person has to stay with ClickFunnels or whatever it is. Whoops, I didn't say that out loud. Whoops. <laughs> um, 
sorry russell um for it's like 26 months something like that i think it might be more than that uh, i think it's more like 27 i think to in order to equate to the lifetime customer value of someone jumping into a high ticket product so the reason i bring this one up is because then the argument then becomes yeah but i want the recurring i want the passive income and do nothing sit on the beach forever um and and so here's the thing though the reality is as if you're doing organic marketing until you get to the point when you can start adding those layers to your business like email marketing like funnels like uh traffic sources and and, and ramp things up with the ads you're probably not going to make a high ticket sale every single day you're probably going to miss out on one say monday tuesday wednesday but on thursday you might have a high ticket sale you make a thousand bucks who doesn't love that so what you do in the meantime is you promote those other lower ticket products. You promote the things that are going to build that recurring income for you, but you don't have that as your sole focus because, like I say, the lifetime customer value is usually shit house, and uh, most people overlook that. So anyway, that's a big rant. So what I would do is focus on something that I know can help people. So find my offer. I would work on the one-to-one conversion first, just way easier in the grand scheme of things, build into that other stuff later on and just build an audience and, and learn how to sell to that audience. Those, th- those three things. And then the other thing is the, the mindset. You need to have that absolutely dialed and you have to be super committed to this. And, and I think one of the biggest mistakes I made in the first like five years that I was doing it is basically I, 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 I thought I was treating it like a job, a business. I really did. Like I convinced myself that I was, but in reality, it was more just like a hobby. Like I found it fun. I wanted a little side hustle, a little side hustle that was just, you know, there and you know, I was just making a little bit of money, a couple hundred bucks a day, Jimmy Wright. Um, but it never happened because I treated it like like a hobby, not a business. And so you need to go full steam ahead and just, you know, throw caution to the wind and just jump into it with, with both feet. And you'll find that with that energy that you push into it, you, you'll be able to uh, propel your results a lot faster anyway. So anyway, that's my rant. <laughs> very very good points yeah like people listen to jamie he knows his stuff <laughs> thank you i'll try <laughs> anyway so thank you so much for having the time for this interview for dropping so much value and so when people would want to find you where can they find you yeah, uh, I'm, I'm usually loitering around the internet. Uh, surprise, surprise. Um, so you can check out my group. It's uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Jamie G online. Otherwise, if you're interested in learning more about what I'm up to, you can go to jgcall.com. Those are the two ways. Uh, could you repeat the last one again, please? Uh, jgcall.com. Perfect. All right. You've heard it, fellas. Check him out. Um, Thank you so much for your time again. You're welcome. Have a great one. Bye. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Cheers. Appreciate it. Cheers. Thank you for listening to the Affiliate Marketing Secrets podcast with your host, Pascal. If you love the Affiliate Marketing Secrets podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review. Until next time, 